So, welcome to another episode of Last on the Breaks, the MotoGP podcast, this week with Miguel Oliveira. As we were saying, hero of the Portuguese people. Yes. <laughs> uh, also responsible for rescuing my tooth, thanks to your friend, in uh, uh, yes, true. 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You saved the Portuguese that. podium announcements because it actually saved my mouth. So, <laughs> multiple skills. You're welcome. Thank you very much. So, I mean, Miguel, obviously everyone listening to this will be a level of fan that knows you to some extent already, but we want to get to know you a little bit more and also talk to you in what is equal parts been a really interesting and exciting switch for you. And at the same time, seeing you have some truly awful look this season. I was looking at it last last night to just kind of refresh myself with it. You finished three Grand Prix races. 10th in Germany, I think. The other two were in the top five. Yeah. So when you've been allowed to get there, <laughs> it's actually going pretty pretty well, right? Yeah. But let's start then with this new season, new era for you, crypto data, RNF team, now with the Aprilia, which we saw already won a Grand Prix last year. You're on the bike that won that race last year and that challenged for the title, not on the current one. How is it? How is this new chapter, other than the look, yeah. which we'll talk about <laughs> separately? It's been uh, an interesting road, to say the least. Uh, we have started in, the, in this project with uh, obviously high expectations, knowing also that the team had the, the bike um, for the first time. So also they, they had to be uh, sort of uh, needed time for to, to adapt to, to a new bike, to new everything, new software, new way of working. Uh, but I came in really, really excited, hoping that the season uh, was going to start really well. And it did start kind of, uh, kind of well, I have to say. I was, uh, you were right up there. I, I was right up there. I had a, I had a good first GP, uh, except for Sunday. Uh, but I, I really enjoyed myself. I, I, I feel like, in your introduction, like every time I've been able to ride the bike without any issues, either physically or, or basically <laughs> being just able to race. Uh, just everyone else deciding that you're not going to finish the yeah, race today. That or, or, or little technical problems. I've been able to be quite competitive and that kind of gives me uh, a sense of uh, don't, don't give up, you know, because it's also easy to kind of uh, get into a negative spiral and not uh, look forward to anything. But every time I'm I've been on the bike, I've been quite competitive, so that lift, lifts up my spirit and uh, I just need to keep going. I well, I mean, like you said, it's been great watching you in those times when you've been allowed, quote mm -hmm. unquote, to really yeah. take part in the race and yeah. get in the battle, especially Silverstone. Yeah. How was that from on the bike? Because for us, <laughs> it was amazing as well, because obviously on TV, we always try and show as much of the battles that are happening as possible. But when there's that smaller group at the front and someone catching, it's the timing screen yeah, where you yeah. see that time go down and then suddenly you were there. Look, it was um, amazing. It, it definitely is a huge pleasure when you are on the winner's frame, you know, so that, that, <laughs> that means you're doing good. Uh, it was a great race. I wasn't expecting too much starting 16 in the, in the grid, but uh, everything came my way. I had a good start, start overtaking riders and pull away a little bit, benefited for a couple of crashes, but nothing special. Uh, yeah, and it was a great, uh, great weekend. Um, also, the bike was working amazing there, so I had, uh, I had a really good feeling. It is an Aprilia track, isn't it? We, I, I think from now on we can say it is an Aprilia track because the, <laughs> every, everyone got a, a, a great result there. 
but yeah, uh, it's it's not all. We want that feeling many many times, and that's what we are we are searching for. I'm not, uh, you know. Uh, the bad luck and the incidents and the technical issues. I, I don't want to be a guy who's complaining about it and really be a victim of this. You know, I, I always try to look at the positive side and take, uh, take things that we can learn from. There are times which is really frustrating that you can't really learn from things when people just touch you and you have a race incident essentially and yeah you're on the ground already you cannot go back in time and and go I think we had a leash on the podcast in Lamont yeah. and he said that there's no such thing as bad luck in racing and then I said what about Miguel and he said okay the one time that there's been true bad luck in racing is Miguel's year so far and you've also had a couple more since then yeah yeah but it is all I guess does it help mentally to know it's not your fault? Like it's not you that's well, hit kind else of, or? kind of. It, it is strange, you know, because when it when it's your fault or you do a mistake, actually you can work on it. You can work on yourself, pull some responsibility towards you. When there is nothing uh, really in your control, then it really becomes kind of empty. So you just have to move on. But uh, you, you, my, my strategy is just try to put life in perspective in general. There are people which really have bad luck, you know, there are people with real problems. Uh, me having <laughs> uh, an, an, another great season in MotoGP, I don't think is the end of the world, but can be a start of uh, something even better for me in the future. And because it's maybe making my character even stronger. So I think I'll, I'll be more than ready when the opportunity comes. I see what you mean about perspective, but I think yeah. some of us as well are listening to you say that and we're like, yeah, okay, maybe we can also calm down and uh, <laughs> take some inspiration from just, yeah, seeing the whole picture maybe a little more globally rather than, oh, I've had to leave today at 8.30 p.m. and I'm very hungry. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. yeah. So let's talk about this season then. Like you said, it was a whole new adventure for you, obviously moving from KTM to Aprilia Machinery. New adventure for the team as well. Yeah. I'm sure that, I mean, how did that come about? What convinced you to make that decision? Because I believe you did have the offer to stay where you were as well as the offer to move. Mm -hmm. So what was that kind of, and how was the first experience when you kind of mm. walked into the garage for the first time? And Well, first of all, I had, uh, I had really pleasant meetings with, with Massimo Rivola, and that, that I think was the turning point when you, you feel like uh, the team wants you, the, the, um, when you feel like the, the, the whole factory is looking forward to, to, to know you, to work with you. I also got into a stage of my career where I, I wanted to try something different. It's not, you know, this is the, every move is risky, every move it's done with the intention to go better, not worse. Uh, and that, that were, they are, they still are my intentions, you know, it's to, uh, get get some new perspective of, of, of the bike. I've, I've been working a lot of, on my riding. This Aprilia bike is much different from what I was used to for four years. I have to change quite a lot my riding style, the approach on the throttle, the approach on the brakes. So it is a different bike. And I think this helped me to prove also to myself that uh, I, I, I can adapt to, to different situations and still be competitive. And that really uh, gives me motivation and you know uh, helps me to 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 get going yeah. even despite all the bad luck even the the, yeah luck. despite whatever <laughs> have, uh, <laughs> that what, has what are the biggest differences then for like maybe people who know how to ride not like the super technical stuff but what are the differences because they are both v4 or i think the ktm's like two three degrees off 
but both almost V4s. It's yeah. not the inline four to V4 switch that we've sometimes seen either really catapult someone up the order or cost yeah. them a bit more time to adapt. What is the difference between the two machines in your experience? I mean, uh, how can I explain it without getting too technical? Uh, <laughs> I mean, feel free, if you, we could put a geek segment in <laughs> if you want to really go into it. <laughs> no, no, but essentially the, 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 the way the, the power delivery works on this bike is much different from, from the KTM. The Aprilia bike has a, a power delivery which makes you be a little bit more careful on, on the throttle, so you need to have um, the throttle and the, the, a good connection on your hand to the rear grip in these bikes with a lot of power and having the, the traction control working so much you really need not to override the bike so it is important to have some finesse on, on the on, on your right uh, wrist um, and then just the handling of the bike is feels feels completely different so uh, yeah I, I would need to go really much into detail to, to to say but it is a bike which is a little sensitive to the rear brake usage to how, how much pressure you do on the front brake to make the bike turn so it, it is tricky um, in in a couple of moments uh, when when you ride but overall is is a great bike I, I feel uh, Aprilia has a huge, um, uh, has done a huge uh, improvement over the years, and I think we are very, very close to be able to transform our bike into a, a dominating bike. Um, that's what I feel. We are still a bit far, but I think we're gonna we're gonna get there. Well, it did seem certainly in pre-season that Aprilia was the biggest challenge to Ducati, who obviously won the championship. I mean, they've won a few constructors ones. Not thanks to the numbers, obviously it's also a great bike, but it helps when you've got quite a few out there. <laughs> um, but we looked like Aprilia was going to be that key challenger. Mm. And then it's taken kind of until now to really start seeing that pace. Like Maverick looked very quick in Austria, despite yeah. it being a track that maybe wasn't the best for the bike. Obviously, like I said, there is a difference between their bike and your bike. Yeah. Aleish won that race. You've been up there when you've been allowed to take part. Um, but what is it? kind of now that's coming together is it and also how do you work with those guys is it all data sharing everything working yeah, yeah together? everything yeah, yeah. We, we, we all work together is data sharing through the whole four bikes uh, also the, the the crew chiefs work um yeah obviously everyone does their 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 own job they they follow their own way but of course we have access to to everything so um yeah it is a four uh, four bike way of working which is i think is the needs to be the road to, to develop as a constructor. Um, I guess that's the idea, right? Yeah, that's the, the idea, of course. Having those other bikes on the grid as well. For sure, for sure. Um, I, I don't know why the season hasn't been put together perfectly. I, I think uh, it comes down to very little details, uh, which we are still not strong enough. And that really costs the, the overall result of the weekend. I, I, as you said, I've seen Aleish, I've seen Maverick really strong in a couple of places, but sometimes they crashed, sometimes they had the bad luck in the start, sometimes things didn't really come together in their, uh, in their key moments of the GP during the, the weekends. And I think that really costs a good result. Um, I have to say also, if you look at every rider's season, except maybe two or three guys, they are not so consistent. So, so who are your two or three? 
Uh, of Peko has, has been uh, super, super consistent. I've, I have to look also at uh, Brad. Brad has been very consistent, apart a couple of, of results, but he has been there all the time. Uh, and and uh, yeah, Bezeki, uh, except uh, Silverstone, he has also been challenging uh, quite regularly for, for, for the top position. So apart from these guys, I think everyone season has been kind of up and down. Uh, no one's really found that perfect yeah. sweet spot exactly it. exactly so i don't think we can really blame them or, or really uh, have have a one key factor that say the season didn't come together for them for for some reason i think it's more <laughs> yeah. rider okay rider okay <laughs> we've got a light change i was like is it me blinking or no no it's uh, the this light here was oh, yes yeah rider okay just maybe it's the miguel effect Come on, no, I did no, no, no. <laughs> no. But so obviously, like you said, then everyone working together, data sharing, you said you got that really positive kind of feeling from Rivola when yeah. talking to them about joining Aprilia. In terms of like the culture then and working with Aprilia, what are the best things that you found about it? Because you said you wanted a change of scenery as well. Mm -hmm. Obviously from the outside, Everyone has their way of working. I'm not asking you to trash talk the past or talk no, about no, the not future. at all. No, I tell. I, I what have is it that kind of makes it? Look, I have nothing to say. Uh, I, I've, I have only good things to say about about my past in the, and and the journey I had with KTM was amazing. Uh, it was fantastic, uh, and also here uh, I, I found that yeah. Uh, also, when you are new in some place, people always make a good effort to try to please you and try to make sure everything's yeah, okay. Yeah, it's like human normal life. Yeah, like, oh. <laughs> it, it is. Um, yeah, it, it adds up a little di something different that uh, maybe I was searching for and I maybe was not seeing there. Um, but yeah, I have, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy with the with also the environment we live inside the garage. Uh, so obviously, uh, yeah, working with the Italian group is um, it's 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 different. Uh, but I also had the. Plenty of Italian guys also in the in <laughs> yeah. the KTM. This group, is the thing. So. I think maybe sometimes people think like Ducati, every single person is Italian. KTM, every single person is Austrian, <laughs> except the people you've literally seen move yeah. over. And then yeah. maybe Aprilia again, all Italian. But the paddock is so international. It is. My team is also all, all British. My team is yeah, all literally. British. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ex except for my crew chief, which is Italian. So and except for Wilco. And Wilco, which is Dutch. Yeah. <laughs> Wilco tour life. <laughs> um, yeah, and all the management part, and it's. But yeah, you, you're, in fact, yeah, that's a really good example because obviously you've got so many different, you've got two, three continents in just that one team. It's not bad. Yeah, three. Yeah. It's not yeah, bad. Yeah. It's not bad at all. Yeah. So, so yeah, so Italian culture, but also a bit of British, Dutch at the top of it there, causing classic Dutch mayhem. I say it with love. I feel like with Wilco, <laughs> I can. <laughs> if he yeah. happens to keep listening to episodes he's not featured on, I'm sure he won't be angry. Yeah. But um, what about working with Raul then? Completely new teammate. Obviously, he came from the same machine. So, yeah. has that? How have you like shared with him a bit of stuff? Are you trying to guide him at all? Is it immediately like, sorry, we're rivals. Thanks, bye. Because he's not <laughs> technically a rookie, but he obviously is newer in the Premier class compared to you and the experience you've had. Actually, we don't talk that much. Uh, th there is also a, a, a age gap there that probably creates some kind of wall. <laughs> but I don't think. Uh, 
I don't think. Uh, Is it the real millennial Gen Z? Probably there? yes, yeah, yeah. But do, it's do you use TikTok regularly? Is that no, the kind I don't. of yeah? That's no. the that's where it. Well, that's the deciding line Probably. quite a lot of the time. <laughs> um, no, I don't use. I've actually well, lost my access to TikTok, uh, so I, d I don't see TikTok for more than two years. Uh, also, having a little baby at home. I was going to ask you about that as well. Doesn't give any time for anything. <laughs> so, yeah. so Roland, then you're not. Not no, but we, we do share a couple of impressions, yeah. of course, like a normal normal teammate yeah, yeah. would do. Like we are not rivals in the sense of we cannot talk to each other or we hate each other. So, yeah, we haven't. Cool. It's just interesting, obviously, with you both coming from the same machine and really different experiences on it as well. Because um, obviously you won, how many you won two races last year, didn't you? Y you yeah. The Indonesia. In Thailand. Rainy showdown and then the Thailand rainy showdown. <laughs> yeah. What is it in the wet? I would like to know. But I, I, <laughs> I, I believe I believe <laughs> I believe it's uh, has to do with the sense of opportunity and really key moments. Also the bike was amazing on the wet, I have to say. It was really, really cool to ride uh, the KTM on, on the wet, so it was just a feeling everything clicked together. I also rode many times before in, in, in the past on the wet you know, and I've crashed or been average, so I, I don't like, really know why. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember, like obviously you've been around a while now. Yeah. Thinking yeah. back like Moto3 2015 versus Danny Kent and Moto2 as well, you were right at the front yeah, there winning yeah. races. I don't think of you as like a rain master. I don't think of you as a rider who, when it rains, you're like, oh no, Thank you. what's going to happen for yeah, Miguel? Exactly. But you know what I mean? It seems in MotoGP, it's really... Yeah, I think it's just the experience from the last year, uh, <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh, I've, I've won on the Moto2 on the wet also. So Where was that? Yeah, it was my, my last race on the Moto2. Ah, I, yeah, I, of course. I won it in Valencia. Uh, but I, I cannot consider myself the rain master or anything like that. I think we're going to have to continue calling you that on social media. Until I, until we have another race that is in it, the wet. it's raining and I don't win, then I, I, I think I can Even afford to lose the title. Okay. But until then, yeah, you, you can you call me that. keep it for now. See. Yeah, like, come on, it was well earned. They were great It, it, it was, of course. It was um. unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Especially, yeah, it was Indonesia where we had the delay, didn't we? And then suddenly it was like, hey, go, 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 go. In Thailand as well, maybe? Was it yeah, it's, it's amazing that the both times I we had a, a delayed start because it was really raining so yeah. much. In Indonesia, we had... Uh, this, shaman, this, we this had the spectacle, whole, yeah. this spectacle shaman woman that came and tried to pull the rain away, um, and it kind of creates some expectation, you know, because you you are so tensed already, and I think the fact that, yeah, I'm able able to keep maybe my emotions really calm, uh, you I was do not seem stressed like uh, at all. And was raining, so at, when it's raining, you don't, you cannot be super stressed, and because yeah, might as well crash. <laughs> I think there's two ingredients there that really uh, played played the part in my success. Looks like it might be rainy this weekend here. Yeah, it looks like yeah. M what are you, what are your thoughts on that? It's not a track with the highest grip traditionally in the wet. No. It does look like it'll be warm though. 
I think it will be the worst conditions on the wet <laughs> because the track is very low grip. I immediately regret my question. <laughs> well, uh, because it, it, it's it's it will be bad. Great, thanks, Miguel. Yeah. Great so PR-friendly answer there. When when when, when, <laughs> when it rains in other tracks, it's like yeah, it doesn't matter. It's it's okay, but here I'm quite. I'm quite scared, to be honest. Let's see. I don't know. Thanks. Just hammering at home that it was a terrible question to ask <laughs> on the official podcast. No, okay. uh, but <laughs> well, yeah, you mentioned earlier then family, like you said, different generation to Raul. One of the now, I mean, this is the, the difficult thing, isn't it? Because like veteran sounds like you're like Dovey about to retire. No. Experienced rider is positive, obviously, always, and you do have yeah. plenty of experience. Elder statesman sounds like you're sort of jibber now coming back for a wild card. But you are one of the riders who's been around a while, and you've got, like you said with perspective before, you've got a life away from the track. And it's yeah. something that's always been quite important to you, I think, when we've spoken to you before. Yeah, you that know. That perspective and that yeah. balance, right? You, I see life uh, in a 300 60 degrees, you know, I, I, I've seen obviously my life uh, and, and everyone who's in it, my inner circle, everything gravitates around me racing bikes. Um, but it's, it's nice also to, while I'm racing bikes and pursuing my passion, my goal, to kind of also try to mm, make a family grow. I, many, I think many riders, in their careers or athletes in general, maybe they lose the, the the timing where they can actually build the family with their partner, um, and when when they finish the career, maybe it's again a little bit too late to start another life. And I really wanted to be a father young because I I my father had me when he was 23. So I know the relationship I have with my father, and I think the, the age gap, it's, it's, it's really good. Uh, so I wanted to be a father uh, early, and I, which is not early for nowadays, I think it's normal. Uh, but yeah, if I had the chance to, to still be competing and having a family watching that, what's, what can be more rewarding, you know what I mean? So yeah, so far everything is going according to plan. Yeah. <laughs> and you do have a daughter now as well. Yeah, has I have that, Alice, yeah. Has that changed anything in the way you ride, work, anything here, other than obviously the time? I'm much, I'm much more relaxed about everything. Maybe this is the secret. You're claiming <laughs> that you're zen. Maybe it's the daughter Look, effect uh, that this year is just like, right, well. <laughs> you know, in, inside the house is a nightmare. Everything <laughs> in my life was everything tidy, everything controlled, scheduled. And once you have a baby coming into your life, you, you, you lose that. Uh, your house becomes uh, a mess. Uh, you cannot hold. You, you cannot get hold of things because everything is all over the place. And if you want to have like five to ten minute rest, you cannot be cleaning and you know uh, every time. So you just learn how to be relaxed. Also, you you go through some situations where they have real problems and they get sick, and you have to go to the doctor with them. And you know you for the first time in your life you feel like you can literally give your life uh, for, your, for someone, for another human being. And that's a really powerful, strong feeling. Uh, I, never felt about, uh, I never felt that about anyone except my daughter. So 
uh, yeah, everything, when, once you get at home, gravitates around her and family. And when I come to races, it's holiday completely. It's, <laughs> it's just enjoying myself so and that's having that's definitely fun. the secret then. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think, I think have, uh, being a father uh, adds something to your life, which is uh, hard to explain. But professionally, um, I think you take things into another perspective and definitely put some uh, probably harder work. I, I feel stronger than ever. Mentally, it's interesting. Um, Someone's like, "Oh wow, splitting your energy almost between no, these two things." No, not at all. Like not at all. I feel stronger than ever being a father than being a a, a, a guy which is just married and no kids. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, yeah. so looking at the future, then, what are you hoping? Don't say like, "Yeah, I want to win the world championship, want to win races, want to do this." Those are already taken as given. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you see in the next few years for you in MotoGP? What I want. I want. I want to be remembered. Uh, like, like people have a strong opinion about me. Like, you know, this guy. He was. He was fast. You know, he was. He was he a was great. The rain master, no he was the rainmaster. He was. He was not in. He, he was not only the rainmaster. He was. He was a master of, of riding the bike. Yeah, that, that's that's what I. I want. I also want people remember me as a nice guy and not as a. But a nice guy, which is strong, you know, not a nice guy like, ah, oh, yeah, he's nice, and yeah. Okay. And not just like, a, yeah, hi, how are hi, you? Hi, how are you? Yeah, how are you going? Like, uh, yeah, I want to make a, <laughs> yeah, I want to make an impact, a positive impact, not just dressing differently and be, uh, oh, you know, oh, what I mean, <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, uh, yeah. That's what I want people to. I feel like you're doing well at that so far. Yeah, I'm super conservative. Super conservative, yeah. Yes, I am. I am. My, my, my outfit choices are very basic. Uh, yeah. I think they're conservative, though. I feel like that implies it's like, like very formal as well. Yeah, probably. I, I'm, I'm not formal at all. I'm, I'm really relaxed uh, in every environment. But yeah, outfit choices, it's. I, I don't see the outfit choice as a. As an expression. As an expression of yourself. Okay. Why, sh why should, you know, like, I don't see fashion as expression of yourself. I see strange things in fashion. I don't see, like, how can you express yourself being barefoot or having a, okay, you so know what I mean? So Miguel, really not about that then? No, no, we'll not we'll at all. that down. Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. Like, part of me agrees, but then part of me is also, like, this is not my natural hair colour. So at some point, I've made a decision to express this. And then you wonder about yourself. And you're like, why do I need to do that? Exactly. Why? Yeah. But then I see myself, my natural blonde, and I think, no, that's not okay. Well, I like it for everyone else, but on me, it looks. I look like an alien. I think you should be <laughs> able to uh, choose whatever makes you feel good in your own skin. If if it is an outfit, <laughs> go for it. If it is a hair color, I if really it is a makeup, this. you know, go for it. For me, I I I use not to shave, and now I have to shave because my wife told me I look better. <laughs> Without the beard, so okay. It so is would you work. go for the full beard? I would. There was a point where I said, okay, I'm gonna go for for the beard because I really like how I look. And then I took it off one day accidentally, and my wife was like, oh wow, you look great. I'm like really? You <laughs> I, I look awful. I, I don't like it. And she said, no, no, please keep it because it's amazing. Also, you know, you can kiss Alice, and you know, no problems. <laughs> but it's hard work. Every day is like shaving, and but you know, it's little. So like that's the one thing guys have worse than girls in terms of like beauty standards that the shaving because that is an everyday activity if you want to keep it away. It is. It it's is. A, it's a commitment. It would be much worse to have a period 
or a girl or a boy, you know, like to get pregnant. Yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> Fair that's okay, so shaving again with Zen about that. Shaving is easy. Cool. Okay, so now we've got fan questions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this has gone off the rails compared no, to some of the No, it was derailing a little so bit. Far yeah, this year. But I think these are, it's a quite a good transition. I think some of these are also a little more casual than the, yeah. so how emotionally damaged have you been by the season so far? Um, so the first <laughs> one is from Joyce 73 on, I don't want to say Twitter or X, I don't want to make the statement of deciding which, but from that platform. Okay. And it is, if you could steal one skill from another rider, which would it be and from whom? Sorry, Joyce, I changed boop, 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 boop. Uh, Let me check. Uh, I don't know. I'm perfect. <laughs> I'm very humble. Exactly. I think that's, that's <laughs> the best thing about you, pure humility. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I, like, I'm, I have no idea. No? No, nothing comes to my mind, sorry. Okay, interesting. Yeah. But sorry for no answer then. Big, big ego, yeah. <laughs> I've, okay. Uh, <laughs> from Instagram is the next one. SpaceX Queen Jen wants to know, what did you learn in 2023 that you will apply in 2024? Is there anything specific from Absolutely nothing. Cool. No, except from, you know, having a, 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 good, uh, a good bike and, yeah, except the technical things. I will and be... Some, I imagine some interesting words from Dutch. No, not at all. Really? No, oh, no, no. That's no. a letdown. I'm disappointed. Yeah. I don't want to learn Dutch either. <laughs> well, next one then. We're going back to Portugal. Max Dos Ramos wants to know, what is your favorite traditional Portuguese food? Ha, good question. Uh... I like bacalhau abrash. Which is, is that grilled cod? No, no, it's, 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 uh, it I'm, can I'm be done different, like different ways, but it's, uh, it, it's uh, steamed cod. So you got the cod right? Go, yeah, you got okay, the, cod, cool. the cod right. But it's made with fries. Uh, they are very thin, this long. Uh, together with the onions, a little bit of garlic, eggs, and parsley. And it comes like a little paste. It's really nice to, to eat. I like, uh, I like cozido à portuguesa, which is steamed different meats, pork, uh, cow, ribs, uh, all steamed together with potatoes, cabbage, uh, carrots, and eggs. Um, yeah, I like everything. Portugal is a great country. Uh, Portugal is a great country. Especially for food. It's, it's unbelievable. Every kind of grilled fish I, I, I love to eat. Every kind of... Uh, also the meat, we have incredible meat. Uh, yeah, pretty much everything. That's good. Can't believe... It. I mean, everyone who's not from Portugal or never been to Portugal will have... They are missing out on life, for sure. There you go. Portuguese tourism board. Yeah, come to Portugal, <laughs> visit. <laughs> Genuinely though, I will also recommend it as a non-Portuguese hero of the nation. It's a great place. Um, but okay, we'll write those down. Too many Portuguese though. There. Too many Portuguese yeah. people. Yeah. But anyway, can't have everything. I always think that. I go there and I see the results. And I'm like, if the only there were more British and German <laughs> people here, it would be much better. <laughs> no, so next one is from KevAndre936, also from Instagram. What's your favorite football club? 
I don't have any football club. I think that football in general is overrated as a sport, so not a big fan. Uh, fan of a couple of athletes from football, I think uh, quite quite a good, nice, nice life story. Uh, Cristiano. Uh, I was going to say, you're going to go from hero to zero for some Portuguese people if you... No, come <laughs> on, no, no, you cannot. I mean, Cristiano is the best the best athlete in the world uh, I, I risk to say he's a quite complete uh, complete athlete in in the sport of football so or soccer for me football fo football yeah. is football yeah football yeah, is football exactly i mean american football they don't really use their feet so mr these kind of guys obviously you, you they're like bigger than the sport almost yeah of course they, they make a huge impact whatever surrounds them and that's obviously undeniable but no football clubs no football clubs. No. There you go then. Uh, the l no, there's two more. Renata M. Hmm, MF Motor. I think I've written it, said it out wrong rather. Do you have any ritual before the races? Yeah, yeah, I, I do have nothing crazy, but you know, I dress, I dress the same way, I warm up the same way, listen more or less to the same songs. Um, yeah, this kind of little, little rituals. Is it like habit? Or is it superstition for you? No habits. Yeah, not, not superstition. Doing stuff yeah, in yeah. rhythm. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, and then the final one from underscore WJYR. There's like four or five A's <laughs> in there. <laughs> Have you had any contact with your friend from Mandalika last year? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not personally, but him, yes, a lot. Yeah, yeah. He's contacted <laughs> basically every member of my family on Instagram saying how much I'm missed there and that I'm welcome to his home and to have dinner or lunch with the family and we've well, got a chance to make those dreams come true we're going to Lombok again yeah I know but I'm, I'm 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 looking forward but kind of scared I'm, I don't know what's expected <laughs> you, for you me you feel the love but I feel the love but somehow <laughs> it's probably yeah uh, love is never too much of course but I'm kind of yeah I'm waiting to see what's what's gonna happen uh, how such a small gesture have a big impact on this guy's life <laughs> uh, I'm still quite amazed uh, so yeah it's all love for sure it is okay well that's the perfect ending I think thank you so much for your time thank I know you. as you said when I saw you earlier you were so excited about <laughs> sitting down to do this today <laughs> have a great weekend though Miguel I thank think you. everyone whether they've been following you a long time whether they're newer fans whether they used to hate you for whatever reason I'm sure every single person <laughs> this year now just truly wants you to get some luck. Yeah, got, I got races. some compassion. That's that's right. Yeah, hundred percent. We're all genuinely <laughs> all all now partly always cheering for you this season. Thank you. Best of luck and in future, and thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Bye bye.